This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hello. Um, I'm Alice, the social media manager for Jubilance, and today I have Bridget Oy um, talking to us. And Bridget is a former Miss Connecticut who was the first runner-up to be Miss America. Um, And this amazing woman does it all. She's currently in medical school at UConn. And she used her platform, Women in STEM, to help get young people interested in the sciences. So we're so excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Yeah. Um, so what is the biggest thing that you learned from Miss America? Being at Miss America was a really exciting opportunity. It wasn't something that maybe I had been working towards or dreaming of, you know, since I was a little girl. Um, it's something that I started while I was in college. Um, that I started competing for, and I became Miss Connecticut after I graduated from UConn um, in 2018. Um, and I think I, what I learned is, in school at UConn, you know, I got very involved in research and scientific inquiry and things like that. And I was obviously working very hard towards medical school. But Miss America and being Miss Connecticut gave me that opportunity to share my knowledge and share my thoughts and ideas with the rest of Connecticut and the nation. Um, being at Miss America, I got to share my story, um, but beyond that, I got to work with kids, um, and it filled this hole inside of me that I think was missing um, by being able to, to have that outreach aspect of my life, um, and so it's something that I fell in love with um, during my time as Miss Connecticut, um, and Miss America pushed me, certainly. I mean, you're on national television. So you have to present yourself and, you know, you had two hours to share exactly who you were um, and tell America what you were there for. Um, and so it was so important to me when I got to Miss America to, you know, give it my all. Um, and I just remember saying, you know, no matter what, no matter win, lose or draw, first runner up, whatever, um, I wanted America to know just how proud I was uh, of being there, of representing my state because I love Connecticut so much. Um, And just to share, you know, why I think science and STEM education is so important for our young women. Um, And I think I was able to really achieve that. So I walked away from Miss America, having just gained so much experience um, and just a confidence, a newfound confidence in that I can really contribute to to the greater message that is science. Wow, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, and can you talk about living in Connecticut? Where is, where is UConn located and where are you at now? Yeah, so I was actually born in upstate New York, but when I was about two years old, I moved to Hebron, Connecticut. I was actually homeschooled um, all the way through eighth grade and then went to East Catholic High School in Manchester, Connecticut. And then I went to UConn. So that's where I spent four years to get my undergraduate degree in environmental chemistry. Wow. And um, while I was there, I was in stores, Connecticut. I graduated, became Miss Connecticut, um, and now I'm in Farmington at UConn Health as a first-year medical student. Oh, great. Oh, so you're in your first year. That's amazing. First-year medicine, yes. Wow. Um, And what is your favorite fact that you learned about Connecticut while you were had your tenure as Miss Connecticut? That's a really good question. Um, I learned a lot of great facts. Uh, Mark Twain uh, grew up here and did a lot of his writing here, which is very exciting. Um, our state heroine, I think it's, I'm going to get the name wrong, but, uh, what I really loved, uh, about Connecticut was the community and the educational programs that are here. Um, I think with science in general, 
um, kids uh, around schools, whether it be public or private schools, don't always know that we have so many different science programs here um, that are available. Um, and so things like the Connecticut State Science Fair that I was involved in, that is a huge, where thousands of students uh, in sixth grade all the way through high school get to compete with um, original science projects. Wow. Um, so that was something that I loved getting involved in while I was here in Connecticut and uh, can really grow from those experiences. Mm. I mean, of course, our research programs here, you know, through UConn in stores, as well as here with the Health Center, um, as well as Yale um, and the other colleges that are here, just have really great opportunities for cutting edge research um, and opportunities for young people to get involved, too. So I think that was something that I, you know, came to appreciate more. I always knew was there and I was involved as a young person, but getting to understand just how many opportunities are out there for the taking for these young kids um, was really exciting to me. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and can you talk about uh, your favorite part about um, this new area of Connecticut that you're living in for med medical school? Yeah, so I spent a little bit of time in Farmington and where I was in Hebron growing up and even in stores, I'm on the one side of Connecticut, of the Connecticut River. So I was always on the eastern side of Connecticut. Oh, okay. um, and so now I'm on the west, uh, which is super exciting. I'm a lot closer to a lot of different things. Um, UConn uh, Health Center has John Dempsey Hospital as well as all the academic buildings and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, it is such a flagship part of Farmington. Um, and so it's exciting to be a part of that. Um, additionally, uh, as first year medical students, we're placed in a CLIC site. So it's a clinical immersion site. So I work at a pediatrician's office in Windsor, Connecticut. Wow. Um, so it's really great to get to travel around Connecticut and learn more about Connecticut and the patient population because, you know, hopefully my, my dream someday is to be a physician here in Connecticut and to serve this patient population. That's super important to me and uh, getting to learn uh, about them um, and the patients that I will see uh, now so that I learn as much as I possibly can about them and how best to treat them uh, is a really great opportunity. So I'm really fortunate to be living over here and, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Connecticut. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, do you know specifically what you want to specialize in? Do you want to go into pediatrics, like what you're working on now? It's really hard to say. You know, when I was a senior in college, I thought, okay, well, if I want to do procedural work, and I've always wanted to because I love doing things with my hands, you know, actually yeah. getting to, to fix a problem um, and be in control of that. Um, in terms of maybe on the other side being just medicinal and doing management of like, drugs and things like that. Um, well, I always thought maybe then surgery would be the way. And I've gotten very interested in orthopedic surgery. I did a bunch of research while I was in uh, college in orthopedic research where I worked on regeneration of articular cartilage in knee joints. Wow. Um, and I loved that. So I thought, okay, I'm going to be a surgeon. So when I got to UConn, they obviously expose you to so many different specialties. And I have just, my mind has been blown to the amount of opportunities. <laughs> and I am the type of person that just loves everything. You teach me something new and I love it. <laughs> um, so I have a long way to go. I don't have to decide um, specifically until my third year of medical oh, school. So I have a couple years of exploring and I intend to do just that. I want to explore every single option because really the goal is that when I graduate, I'm going to be doing absolutely what I love um, and enjoy it for the rest of my life. That's amazing. Yeah. It sounds like you have a, a long road ahead. So yes. you can explore <laughs> every option available. Absolutely.
Um, can you talk about why you wanted to pursue medicine? It sounded, it sounds like you've been in science forever. Um, but what, what drove you to go to medical school specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So my parents are both engineers actually. Oh, wow. Um, my dad's a mechanical engineer. My mom is an electrical engineer. So science conversations were things that we had, um, <laughs> you know, over the dinner table. <laughs> and uh, we talked about it all the time. All my siblings, I'm one of four, were all in science. And uh, so science was always something that was, you know, right in the back of my head and something that was so focal to my growing up and my education. Wow. Um, and I started on a bunch of research actually in renewable energy. So I got um, very interested in environmental science very early on. I did a slew of about 14 projects throughout my high school and grade school experience. I bring them to Connecticut State Science Fair and then advance on to, you know, international fairs and national fairs as well. And a lot of my research was focused on environmental. So I worked on piezoelectric generators where I made floor tiles that generated electricity when you walked on them. <laughs> I invented a project that looked at the Pinellas stipticus, a bioluminescent mushroom that when um, exposed to different types of water, so maybe contaminated water, I'd be able to tell if the water was safe enough to drink using the bioluminescence of mushrooms as a biomarker. Um, and then when I was a sophomore in high school, I did a project that kind of bridged the gap between renewable energy and medicine. So I developed a prototype of a piezoelectric thin film device that when inside, inserted inside a person's trachea, it generates electricity using the wind emanating from the human lungs. And with each breath, you're generating electricity and you could use that to power pacemakers. Um, generally, pacemakers have lead-based batteries that when, uh, you know, after five to seven years, you have to have invasive surgery to get these batteries replaced. So mm -hmm. I wanted to come up with a renewable energy source for that. Um, and mm -hmm. I found this little prototype that I developed. And that was my first exposure to, wow, I can take renewable energy um, and take an engineering project and use it to better someone's life directly. And I think that's where that seed of that intersection between human health and engineering, science and technology, but also humanity, uh, really struck a chord with me. And throughout college, I had experiences where I traveled to Lima, Peru, um, the Dominican Republic, and I got to do some more health-based outreach. Wow. And I absolutely fell in love. Um, I think you know where I see myself is not only being involved in cutting-edge technology and um, cool techniques and surgeries and things like that, but I want to see the direct benefit of it helping someone. Mm. Um, and a lot of doctors say that, but, you know, seeing how we could better someone's quality of life, because I think, you know, the happier people are, the better the world would be. <laughs> That's wonderful, Bridget. Wow. Um, have, have you gone on with these prototypes that you created? What has happened with them? Yeah, so one of my projects when I was in seventh grade got placed into a children's museum, actually in Norwalk, Connecticut, the Stephenson wow. Museum. Um, I've gotten a few publications. UConn gave me grants um, when I went to college to continue some of my research. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wrote a few manuscripts about it as well. Um, it was really bettered my science education as well. And um, then I got involved in uh, an osteoarthritis project that we talked uh -oh. about with the knees um, when I was in college. Um, you know, they're kind of, a lot of them are still kind of sitting on the back burner, um, but uh, they definitely 
opened my eyes to a lot of different opportunities. And uh, getting to present them at science fairs was really helpful because not only did I win like, a bunch of scholarships, but I got to talk to experts in the field. So I got to present my work and bounce my ideas off people who are, you know, experts um, and know really the ins and outs of the technology that I was exploring. So I gained a lot, a lot, both, you know, quantitative and qualitative. Oh, that's wonderful. So we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor, Gbilance for PMS. It's a daily supplement that helps you be you. Gbilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of PMS. That means less stress, anxiety, and more of getting back to your life. You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product. It's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilant Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. And can you talk about a different sort of fair? Can you talk about um, how you got involved in pageants and um, why Miss Connecticut? Yeah, so um, it's funny. I am the type of person that just loves trying new things. Mm -hmm. I mean, you give me something to try and I'll go ahead and try it. Amazing. Um, and I will never forget, I was a sophomore in college and I remember going to my mom and saying, you know what, mom, what about a pageant? I've watched it on TV before. Why don't I try it? And she says, you know, you can do whatever you want, girlfriend. So <laughs> I just went for it. And I became Miss Greater Rockville and competed for Miss Connecticut. And at first it was really exciting because I thought of it almost as a little vacation. I got to get dressed up and enjoy my time on stage. I'm a competitive Irish step dancer and have been for my entire life. So I've competed for about 20 years. Wow. And that was another opportunity for me to showcase my talent on a stage. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think I loved pageants because of that, because I got to show people, you know, my culture and who I am and where I've come from and how hard I've worked to, to be a dancer. Um, and then I remember in my first year, I didn't win Miss Connecticut, but I got the opportunity to talk about STEM. And visiting schools and seeing kids around Connecticut and teaching them that, hey, you know, even though you're in sixth grade, you know, your creative and curiosity can, can really make a difference in science. So that just really struck a chord with me and I stuck with it ever since and it became a goal to become Miss Connecticut. Wow, that's amazing. What was your favorite part about being Miss Connecticut? Oh, definitely the kids. I mean, I'll say it again and again, but um, as Miss Connecticut, you become an ambassador for Connecticut Children's Medical Center. Um, Miss wow. America, the organization, is partnered with uh, the Children's Miracle Network Hospital. So those are all over the country. And I think as a student who was interested in medicine, um, it was exactly where I needed to be uh, during my gap year. Uh, so every month I got to visit Connecticut Children's and I would walk the patient floors, uh, whether it be the uh, 
the NICU or the intensive care unit, outpatient services, things like that. I got involved in fundraisers. Um, mm -hmm. I got to be there around the holidays. I helped pack up toys for the kids. And it really gave me a sense of appreciation is no, you know, you don't always have to be involved in the health aspect of keeping a kid happy, but your know, quality of life is provided not just by, you know, the medicine or the procedural work of being a physician, but also about the care aspect, right? Mm -hmm. We need to care for these kids. Um, and so getting to be Miss Connecticut, I got to care for them in that way. Um, and I just loved hearing their stories. And I think I was skeptical at first. I remember my first visit when I visited Connecticut Children's, I said, these kids are really sick. What can a girl in a crown and a sash really walk in and say to these kids to, to make them happy or like make a difference? I was really skeptical at first. And within my first visit, you know, just getting to talk to them about anything, whether it be pineapple pizza or uh, we talked about Fortnite, whatever it was, getting to talk to them about something and let them know that, hey, I'm here for you and anything that you need, you know, I will work to get there. And then, of course, you know, being involved in the fundraisers and things like that really made a difference um, and was something that will stay with me for the rest of my life. That's wonderful. And can you talk about competing in Miss America? What was that like? Yeah, Miss America was super exciting. Um, I remember something that's been very central to me uh, as a national contestant was getting to perform my Irish step dancing on stage. So my goal for Miss America was I want to show America what Irish dancing is all about because it's kind of a, a hidden um, art form. Yeah. People don't really know, you know, they think river dance, but there's this whole competitive world of Irish step dancing that is so athletic. And it took up so much of my time, my effort, and my passion uh, growing up as a dancer. So my goal was to share that with America. Mm. And I also wanted anytime I got to speak, I got to speak with conviction and share exactly why I was there and, and what was important to me. Um, and certainly getting to be with 51 other wonderful women was exciting. And we were all there for very different reasons. Mm. Um, and I came to a, a further, greater appreciation of Miss America and how they draw in women from all walks of life that you really have something to say um, and stand as leaders for young women across the nation. Um, so that was super exciting. And I, I loved working with, with the organization. And Miss America was just so much fun. I mean, it's two hours. And I just gave it everything I had, and it was really fun. <laughs> Amazing. And what does Miss America 2.0 mean? Um, so, yeah, Miss America 2.0 is working towards a new brand. Um, we were talking about relevance um, when the new board came in to run Miss America. And they wanted to say, you know, we want to make Miss America a more relevant woman right? She's always been the it girl, but how can we change Miss America uh, to give her a voice um, on a bigger platform? Huh. Um, and so traditionally people had thought of Miss America as maybe a swimsuit competition or maybe a beauty pageant. And we were trying to change that to say that, hey, you know, we are women of true substance and we have something to share. And we all come from, you know, maybe a medical background or a business background or things like that. So Miss America 2.0 was targeted on really highlighting the strengths that each of us women brought to the table. Um, I actually think they've done away with Miss America 2.0 now because I think okay. what I taught in my year as Miss Connecticut is, you know, you can also be involved in, in these, you know, artistic and, 
you know, these public service, but, but also be smart uh, and be a scientist. And so one of my things, you know, while I was Miss Connecticut is you can be a princess and you can be a scientist and that's okay. And, and both are important and both can be really fun and meaningful to your life. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Um, and something that we talk about on this podcast every time is what does it mean to be a woman? And I guess for you, like, what is your definition right now? It can change like 30 seconds after you say it, but at this moment, what is it to you to be a woman? Yeah, I love that you said that it can change, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the role of the woman is evolving. And I love that. Um, for me, growing up, my parents, they I'm one of three girls and a boy. Amazing. The youngest is a boy. And my parents never even taught us or, you know, really put any cap or limit on who we could be. Um, they just said, you know, if you work hard, and you put your mind to something and you give it everything you've got, you can do something to the best of your ability and you're limitless. So for me, being a woman is being limitless. I don't want to think about the stereotypes or I don't want to worry about the limits or what everyone thinks, you know, I, when I have a goal, I want to go get it. And whatever that goal is and 10 years from now, it might be different than right now, you know, 30 seconds from now, I could have a completely different goal, but no, I, nothing is in my way. Um, and I think that oftentimes society has put that kind of stress on us that there, there are those limits or, uh, you know, there are those outlined roles, but to be a woman today is to know that you are limitless and to, you know, have that work ethic and achieve your goal, no matter, no matter what, because I don't really think those things exist. You know, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. If you had one piece of advice to give us today, what would it be? It could be about anything, really. Yeah. um, One of the greatest pieces of advice that I got, um, and I really tried to translate while I was Miss Connecticut and even today, is the person that we're going to be a year from now, maybe four years from now after we have a degree, or even 10 years to now when we're moms or uh, when we're CEOs or whatever it is that we accomplish, the person that we are in the future is very different from the person that we are today. Mm. So be open to that growth, welcome that growth with excitement and enthusiasm, and don't be afraid of that kind of growth. I've changed a lot in the past five years. I've changed a ton. My goals have changed, but even who I am as a person, you know, I've taken little bits of the people that I've met, the patients that I've seen, and friends and family, and I've grown so much. So don't be afraid of that growth. Um, And if I could advise anyone is to just welcome it with open arms and see where it takes you. Amazing. Um, Bridget, is there anything else you'd like to add today? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I got lots of things in. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. 